Welcome to the Art of Successful Women. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Happy Valentine's Day to all you kings and queens. Today, we are picking up this story of love and pain, sunshine and rain, where we left off last time. This part of the story I'm calling Sister Wives. Remember, Rachel was the first to meet Jacob. He fell in love with her. His uncle Laban's plan was to secretly marry off the older sister first to Jacob. Her name was Leah. Jacob proposed for Rachel. His uncle approved, but he gave one condition to his acceptance of the proposal. And that was that Jacob must work seven years of free labor to purchase his wife, whom he presumed would be Rachel. He completes the seven years and there was a wedding ceremony, a party that lasted for several days and featured a great deal of wine. Leah was substituted for her sister in the bridal chamber. When he wakes up, Leah hopes he will remember their lovemaking and want her. But the opposite happens. She sees the look of rejection and anger on Jacob's face. Rejection. What exactly is rejection? Well, I said last time that rejection is not being invited, not being noticed, a subtle or not so subtle expression, not being heard, being turned away from, repeatedly being less favored, being completely ignored. What is rejection? Perceiving that you are unworthy. Our scripture references last time came from Genesis chapter 29 and also Genesis chapter 30. I strongly encourage you to go back and read those two chapters because I'm I'm cutting in and out of the story. So now let's go on with the rest of the story. After a brief honeymoon with an unwilling husband, Leah was to share him with the love of his life, her own sister, her oldest and deepest rival. After the bridal week with Leah, when that was over, here comes his second wife, Rachel. And I'm sure the two of them were having a love fest. Under these circumstances, Leah might have become emotionally unstable, depressed, even suicidal. Women in our day have cracked under lesser pressures than Leah faced. In fact, the names that Leah gave her children during this incredibly difficult time in her life showed the mental turmoil and emotional heartbreak she was experiencing. Scripture records that because God saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb. My first point of this talk is that God sees you. Just like his eye is on the sparrow, his eye is also on you. He knows your situation. He cares for you even more than you care for yourself. Back to the story. 
But Rachel was barren. Genesis chapter 29, verse 31. Even though she was Jacob's love, she could not give him children. Leah, on the other hand, was a baby making machine. When Leah's first son was born, she named him Reuben, which means behold a son. Every time Jacob called his son's name, he would be made to remember that Leah had done what every man wanted. She had given him a firstborn son. Yet nothing changed in her relationship with her husband. The Bible says that a God again took pity on Leah and opened her womb a second time. She named her second son Simeon, which means God hears. A sign that she still had faith that God could turn her situation around. Surely God had heard her sorrow and prayers for her marriage to be healed. Surely God had seen her tears of rejection and heartbreak, but there was still no change. A third son was born. Woo, this woman was pushing them babies out. This one, Leah named Levi, a name that means joined. Leah's desire for a loving husband had become desperate. At this point, she was so starved for love and attention that she craved simple companionship. And she began to seek, I believe, fulfillment in her children. Having kids was everything for women in that day and in that culture. But Leah was unwanted, unloved, and rejected. Anybody or anyone in this situation wants, they want affirmation. They want affection. They want acceptance. And the question on the table right now is, can you think of at least one moment when you felt rejection? It hurts, doesn't it? I deal with rejection all the time from family member and chokes and church folks. <laughs> but, you know, I've learned over the years to let God have it and keep on going. You know, there have been events and things at church I didn't get invited to, uh, baby showers, weddings, so on, so on. Um, there have been times when, you know, um, the family may have been doing something for different family members or whatever, and uh, they didn't want me there. Uh, just, uh, you know, over the years, I've had to face some rejection. We all have had to face it at one time or another. But the question is, is what do you do when you feel this rejection? When you experience this rejection? Well, one of the things that you can do is find your tribe, find the people who see you differently, who can give you that affirmation, that affection, that acceptance. Back to the story. Now, Leah has had baby after baby seeking acceptance. How many of you can relate to Leah and rejection? You know, you've had all these babies and still, you know, 
um, you can't get this man to come and settle down with you. Still, you know, the situation is toxic. Uh, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe you have loved this woman. You, you come, you go to work every week, you come home with the, the money from your paycheck and you pay the bills and, you know, you do all you can to make her, uh, love you, but she's still interested in somebody else. So point number two is this, when your identity is not set in God's word, and what God says about you, then oftentimes you begin to try to work for affirmation, love, and acceptance. Some people try to win their parents' approval by working so hard to get them to approve of them. Some people think they will accept me if I drink, if I smoke, if I party, if I'm all wild out and tattooed up and uh, looking crazy and my hair is pink and, and, and my nails are purple and I saw half my teeth off and pierce every part of my body. And, you know, I got to be a freak. Maybe if I go to the gym and get this banging killer body, cut my hair, dye my hair, get a big butt, biceps and triceps, nip tuck my nose, my lips. If I do this, if I do that, then they will accept me. Know this, point number three. People can compliment you, but they can never validate you. Because they can't feel the hole in your soul. Leah made her husband an idol. By the time her fourth son was born, she stopped looking to find validation and love in another person. And instead, she began to recognize that her joy, her fulfillment, and her purpose all came from walking with the Lord. It came from being with God, being in the Lord. She took her weak eyes off of her circumstances and shifted her focus on God. How do we know that? Because when her fourth son was born, she named him Judah, which means praise. In a metaphorical sense, it could mean that she stopped living for Jacob and began living for God. She changed her focus from an earthly one to a heavenly one. Once Leah understood the power of praise in her life, her tender eyes saw more clearly than they ever saw before. Or I don't know if you could say it that way than they ever seen before. Either way. So my last point is this. Praise shifts the focus from what you don't have to what you do have. Praise informs the enemy, that old devil, that his weapons will not work against you. Our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Praise is a weapon. If you have ever felt rejected try praising God and see if he don't open up your womb not to have babies but to birth new ideas to be creative and innovative and do new things and show you ways and and show you who you truly are and what you capable of 
Try praising God. See if your spirits don't get lifted. You know, people, a lot of times they would feel all right and then listen to blues. My baby left me. She ain't coming back no more. And I see the roaches crawling across the wall. And I'm like, what, what am I going to do? They sing the blues. And you know what? Then they feel blue. So if you sit there and you sit in the dumps and you continue to listen to this negative downpour, then you're going to feel that rejection. But when you begin to praise God, when you begin to thank God for all that he's done, Lord, he may not love me, but I got a roof over my head. He may not think I'm the best thing on the planet, but you know what, God, I got my health. I got my wealth. I, I, I got peace of mind. Peace of mind is priceless, baby. It's priceless. You can't love nobody else unless you love yourself and accept yourself. When you look in that mirror, begin to find and, 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 and notice things that you love about yourself. Talk to yourself and tell yourself, I'm all right. All is well. You can make it. I got this. Give yourself positive affirmations. Begin to look to God. To trust God and let him work it out and just give him the praise. Well, the story is not over yet. And we're going to pick up right here next week. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives. As we reflect on the love of God and the word of God. Join us every Wednesday and click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. While you at it, spread the news to your family and friends to check out this podcast. Until next time, kings and queens, be blessed.